change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now in this episode, I want to talk about becoming decisive. This is a big topic that influences many areas of our life. And I see a lot of indecision in people's lives. So I thought it might be helpful to address the value of becoming decisive. Now, in my personal experience, becoming decisive or being decisive can be the difference between where you are now and where you want to be, where you dream to be. It's only a decision away. And when you're honest, anything that you've achieved in your life, when you look back, you will find you experienced it, you created that reality as a result of making a decision. And so when we boil our experiences down to being a decision, then two things can happen. One, we can either get stuck in overthought and start getting worried that we're not making the right decision and that every choice needs to be thoroughly analyzed right down to the minute details or we realize that with great humility that we can just make a decision and go forward with our experience and go and create the reality that we're wanting to create and so in my work i see a lot of overthinking for people and there's a reason this happens it's not it's not random. I've got a whole podcast episode about how to deal with overthinking and what the source of it is. But what happens for a lot of people is they get stuck in this overthought. If I think enough about all of the potential problems here, that'll be enough to solve the problem. But it's not. Thinking about every possible scenario and every possible situation that could go wrong with the situation doesn't necessarily give you the answers because it doesn't create the decision for you. It doesn't make the decision. You just get stuck. You get stuck in indecision. And in my book, How to Do Life, I've got a chapter on how to make big, overwhelming decisions with certainty. And the quote that I use in that chapter is by William James, the father of psychology, where he says, when you have to make a choice and you don't make it, that is in itself a, a choice or a decision. So think about that. You're choosing to not choose. You're deciding to not decide. And that's a way to prevent you from taking action. Now, why do we do that? Why do we get stuck in indecision? Typically because of some kind of emotional experience. You've got some emotion around what might happen if you do make a decision. More often than not, it's fear. But in the outliers of the cases, there's some kind of guilt 
and potential shame. But ultimately, there's a fear around what will be experienced if I make this choice. And what I've also seen is people get stuck in this thinking of whatever choice I make, the circumstances or the consequences will be irreparable. You can't recover from them. It's permanent damage. So whatever you choose to do moving forward, it's got to be the perfect choice because there may be no coming back from that. But so far in my experience with the work that I do, there is no circumstance in life where the circumstances are genuinely irreparable. The only circumstance in which that is, is death. And depending on your belief construct, even that may not be irreparable. So, the ultimate worst case scenario is death, but in 99.99% of your decisions, that's not actually going to be the outcome. Unless you're into like extreme sports or playing with the knife's edge of life, different situation. For example, if you're, let's say, Tom Cruise and you're doing all your own stunts and they're death defying and they're crazy and they're life threatening. Sure, some of the decisions you're making may actually lead to the potential for your death. This is true for stunt men and women as well. So, or if you're in the defense force, right, there are decisions that can be made that lead to the potential of your fatality. These are the things you want to consider and you want to think through a little bit, at least, in order to protect yourself, which is why in a lot of these scenarios that I'm describing, There are a lot of systems in place to help protect people from the potential of fatality, to reduce the risk there. But for most of you who are listening to this, you don't necessarily fall in the spectrum of that being an everyday situation that you have to consider. So how do you deal with it? How do you deal with overcoming this indecision? One of the ways is by playing out the worst case scenario. That is something that the Stoics have done. And it's been held onto as a thought process and a philosophy to help navigate fear. In that you sit down and you think about all the worst case scenarios of making a particular decision. And then play that out to the very worst case scenario. David Hawkins likes to use the what he describes as the so what process. And he's kind of joking, but there's value to it in that you ask yourself, so what? To every answer you come up with, I'm going to lose my job. So what? Well, then I won't have an income. So what? Then I'll have to go and get another job. So what? But then people may not accept me in my job. So what? Then I'll lose. I'll have to start using my savings. So what? Then I'll run out of money. So what? Then I'll become homeless. So what? And what he finds is that when you play out every worst case scenario, they ultimately translate and take you all the way out to death. So to continue with that example that I was using, you end up homeless, you end up not being able to eat, and you end up starving of death or thirst or some kind of illness because you're not being able to take care of your health. So the worst case scenario in those situations is death. Which sounds extreme, and it kind of is, but when you play that out to the serious degree of death, we're talking about being 20 huge steps away from where you are now. 
The current situation is, what happens if I lose my job? Well, you can do something about every single step between here and death. There's a solution to every step. So when you play out the worst case scenario and you have a solution to every single step of the worst case scenario, you will find there are so many different solutions that the likelihood of you arriving at death because of this particular circumstance is minimal. And when you also match a solution to every step of the worst case scenario, you suddenly become reassured that there are answers and solutions the whole way through. And you're not likely to get there. You're not likely to get to that worst case scenario. So it starts to calm down your anxieties and your fear. Why is that valuable? Because when you start to play out the worst case scenario of the potential decision that you're trying to make, it places less weight and heaviness on the decision itself. Because we value or overvalue the decision we're making, thinking it's life or death in a lot of situations. And in reality, it's not. We're at least 20 steps away from that in terms of serious life outcomes. And how long it takes to get there is probably years. So it immediately starts to take the weight off the decision, which is important. That's what we're trying to do. Because when you stop taking the decision so seriously, you're more likely to treat them with the lightheartedness that they require in order for you to make the wisest decision that's most aligned for you. Here's another interesting piece of information that changed my thinking of decision-making many, many years ago. And that is the etymology or the origin of the word decide. When you boil it down, it comes down to meaning to cut off or to kill off, which is kind of interesting. Because usually when we're trying to make a big decision or any decision for that matter that we're struggling with, It's because we're trying to pick the best option out of everything that we have on the table. But what if you started to approach it by leaning on the original meaning of decide and where it comes from, which means to cut off or to kill off. So instead of trying to pick the best option, you spend time cutting off or killing off options that aren't aligned or do not make sense. And so to some extent, you're going through a process of elimination. If you've got four options on the table and you sit there and you go, okay, well, what are the options that just don't make sense here that I want to kill off? Options that I do not want to experience or navigate. And so you take option B, C, and D off the table immediately. You're like, well, those don't make sense for me. What option does that leave? Option A, great decision made. And so instead of trying to pick the best option, you're eliminating the options that don't make any sense for you, aren't aligned, and that immediately opens you up to the decision of what path to actually take. The process of elimination works in a lot of different ways. It can be a little tedious and can take a little longer to get there, especially if you have several different options to consider. But if you're flipping the decision-making process on its head, and instead of trying to make the wisest decision, You're just trying to rule out the least wise or least aligned decisions for you. You might find that you arrive at the decision relatively easily. It's almost like you're playing Survivor, but with options and decisions, right? So you've got the TV show where basically people are being voted out and eventually whoever's left is the Survivor. It's like you're playing Survivor of the Choices. 
And so you're having to sit down with yourself. You could light a little candle if you want to have like a little fire ceremony as well. And just start going through and like killing off the different decisions until you arrive at the decision that's most aligned for you. And you might find you make the decision relatively quickly as a result of just eliminating choices that do not make sense to you. Now, being thoughtful about your actions is important because sometimes people can hear it's time for me to be decisive and they just go into blind action or thoughtless action. But thoughtless action can be quite reckless. And we know people who do that. We know people who act before they think and then they have to deal with the consequences. And so at some point, what I've seen is these people develop the belief that if I give myself the chance to think about something, I'll think way too much about it and I won't take action. And so they swing into the other extreme, which is I will take all the action and not think about it at all. And then you've got this pendulum that eventually swings around the other way because they experience enough pain with the reckless choices they're making that they go, okay, I'm going to think through everything I do before I do it. And what ends up happening as a result there is they start getting into overthought. And when you get stuck in overthought, you get stuck in indecision and no action gets taken. We know that in order for you to take action, you have to make a decision first. Even if it's for a split second, you don't have to deliberate too far or too much about it. But the moment you make a decision, action follows relatively easily. So if you're feeling stuck where you're not taking action, I've got a whole podcast episode about taking action, by the way. But if you're getting stuck not being able to take action, you'll find that the reason why you're not taking action is because you're getting stuck on a decision or stuck on a choice. And so we want to trace back and see where we can eliminate the challenges you're having with the decision-making process because then you'll find the action is a no-brainer. And I'll give you like a relatively involuntary, unconscious decision that you don't have any problems making a choice about. When you've got a full bladder, your the nerve endings in the bladder send signals up to your brain saying, hey, this is full, we've expanded quite a bit, time to do something about it. What's happening in that moment, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, is you're making a decision to get up and go to the bathroom to pee. Because in your mind, you're weighing up the options. I do it here and probably humiliate myself amongst some people I know, create a bit of a mess with my clothes, create a bit of a mess of wherever I happen to be in this moment, and then have all these consequences that I have to deal with. And I weigh that up against going to the bathroom, peeing, washing my hands and coming back out and I'm done. And I get to do it in privacy. And so you look at these two different scenarios and you're like, well, I don't like the first option, which is peeing myself in my seat. So I'm going to go and get up and go to the bathroom. That's happening every time you actually need to pee and you get up and go to the bathroom. You're making a decision in that moment and then you're taking action. There's still a decision that's taking place. It's just happening so quickly now for you because you've developed the habit of decision-making around the way you pee, the way you empty your bladder. And so if you think about decisions being what precedes action, more often than not, whenever you're getting stuck and you're not taking action, it's because there's a decision that is not being made and it's actually the decision you're getting stuck on. 
So we want to strike a balance between being thoughtful about our choices, but also insisting that we do actually decide and take action. Now, if you're considering the fact that nothing is irreparable and you're getting stuck on indecision, sometimes the best thing for you to do is just pick an option and move forward. Which starts to sound a little reckless, but I know that you're not taking that in to be a reckless decision, right? Because what I've found whenever we get stuck in indecision and then we decide to go, you know what, I'm just going to make a choice here. I need to move forward. This is crazy. No one's having fun here being stuck in indecision. You'll find that even if it's the quote-unquote wrong decision, which there aren't any, you'll learn from it. And what you'll get to do is have experienced the process of making a decision, taking action, and experiencing the consequences. Whether the consequences are good or bad or neutral depends on how you see it. But you made the decision, and so you're developing the muscle and the reflex to choose, to decide. And that's how you get to experience the reward of life. It's through deciding and taking action. So sometimes it just requires us going, you know what? I actually don't know which option. I tried to kill off a few, but I'm still left with a few. So what do I do here? Choose. And do your best to learn and extract as much value from the experience, even if it turned out to be painful. Extract as much value as you can from it, because then you'll get to take whatever you learned from that into the next decision you make. And the more decisions you make, you get to experience the iterative learning cycle, which is basically experiencing the choice, learning from it, coming back, and taking that into the next choice. And the faster you do that, the more lessons you get to compound into your life through the iterative cycle. And then as you step through your life, you will get to make wiser and wiser and more aligned decisions because you continue to learn through the feedback process of experiencing life and learning from it. And in no time at all, you'll start to develop the muscle of being decisive and becoming decisive, which is what's going to get you where you want to be. It's going to get you to the dream place that you're trying to get to. And you'll get there in no time. And you'll do it on your own accord because you're the one that's making the choices and developing the self-belief that I can be decisive, that I can make the decisions for myself and create the outcomes that I'm looking to create. Maybe you won't get them right straight away. That's fine. That doesn't mean those choices were less valuable. You learn that those choices are not aligned for you. They don't make sense for you to experience. So you won't make them again. We only have to put our hand on a hot stove once to go, I'm not doing that one again. So the same is true for you in any experience that you go through, that if you make a decision that turns out to not be aligned with you, you learn from it once and you move forward. Even that is a valuable experience that can help you move forward. So the intention here is to get you out of the self-inflicted torture of indecision and into becoming more decisive by starting to think through where you're getting stuck and breaking through on these indecision and breaking through on the indecision that you're wrestling with. So indecision is like sitting on a fence. You know what? Any picket fence that I've tried to sit on is really painful, and I've usually walked away with some kind of splinter in my butt cheek. So, 
Let's get you out of indecision and back into action. Believe me, the more action you take, the more likely you are to start creating the outcome you want and getting yourself closer to where you want to be. I haven't seen it happen any other way. Anyway, I hope this episode has proven to be valuable for you. My intention is to get you out of this indecision and into action. I promise you, the more you do that, the more value you will get from life. If you're enjoying these episodes and you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure you leave a review or share the episode with anyone that you think will value it. We're trying to get the message out to as many people as we can. And as long as I keep creating the content, it helps to get it out there. So if there's anyone you know, please make sure you get it to them. My name's Giorgio Genis. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye. 